Welcome to the Disreputable Podcast. My name is Brandon. I'm the co-host with Dean Curry. We're so excited that you're tuning in. We have so many things planned. You're in for a special treat. Over the next few episodes, you're going to hear different things about life, leadership, but you can count on this. It's probably going to be disreputable. So if for whatever reason you've already arrived, or people like you just as you are, maybe this isn't for you. But if you found yourself at some point with a disreputable reputation, then this podcast is for you. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, welcome to the Disreputable Podcast. Once again, my name is Brandon, and I'm here with my friend, my colleague, my brother, Dean Curry. Thank you, man. Absolutely. Good to be back here with you, and we have our mutual friend, Shannon Cap. Yeah. What's going on, guys? Absolutely. Shannon drove up from Portland to be here with us. Pastor of Bridgeport Church. Bridgeport Church. Yeah, in uh, Lake Os... Around Lake Oswego area. Yeah. It's a beautiful area, man. Yeah. Love yeah. it. Yes. Shannon's going to be doing a training for us at our church this yeah. afternoon. So we're pretty excited to have him here. Yeah. And his expertise. Yeah, absolutely. Huge. Because you've been a leader a long time. When, do you remember your first leadership role, Shannon? My first leadership role, uh, six, well, I was 16, 27 years doing ago. Doing what? I was assistant youth pastor at a, at a church. Uh, honestly, the story kind of goes... I, I was trying to figure out the whole Jesus thing, and the pastor called me up and asked if I um, wanted to be the assistant youth pastor, and the truth is, I wasn't really sure if I was even a Jesus follower <laughs> yet, but I figured my mom was going to make me go to church, this guy was going right. to pay me to be there, yeah, so I'd go anyways. But leadership always came easy to you, you, yeah? It's natural, I would say, and somewhat natural in the sense of like, I had an opinion, I wasn't afraid to share that opinion. Uh, and um, and some persuasive gifts, I guess. So are, so are leaders born or made? I think there are certain qualities that help help leaders uh, along the way that you're that you can be born with. But I think leaders can be made. I think I think anybody who influences anybody is a leader. So if your smile or your word of encouragement influences somebody's life to be better, then you're a leader. Right. So yeah. But uh, obviously, if you can get more intentional about it, you can be absolutely you exponentially can sharpen, the, more. sharpen that that gift a bit. Yeah, yeah. And you you've worked with leaders uh, in in the marketplace. You're not you're a church leader now, but you've worked in and out of the marketplace as well, right? Yeah. So I've done a, a bit of consulting, and then have owned some businesses. And so I I, I like I like. I like the fact that I get to kind of live in both both of those spheres. I think that's that's important for me and kind of how I see the world too. So, yeah, for sure. What would you say, you know, on the idea of leadership would be some of the biggest differences that you've noticed in the different areas that you've worked in? You know, outside of you know, you have the church and then you have the corporate. Are there some similarities? And then clearly, there's probably. I mean, clearly, we recognize differences. But what would maybe be some of those? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. I I think. <coughs> Everybody has well in the marketplace. Most businesses' end game is money. Yeah. Uh, but every organization, every every uh, business, every nonprofit has a money. Uh-huh. Uh, 
you know, in the church, our money isn't isn't dollars and cents. Although I, there might be some churches out there that is it, but in our, in our world, it's not dollars and cents. Our money is people. Like we right. we want to we want to love and influence people in 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 a lot of businesses. It's a different metric. It's a different metric. Yeah. So we always have an end game. And but I would say one of the similarities I have found is those that don't aim at their end game usually find it. Hmm. Those who aim at having a high sense of morale or motivation or uh, encouragement or belief, uh, we, would, we would call it faith or inspiration about their idea. Hmm. They naturally gain a lot of momentum in their spheres, which produces the end game. Those who are just constantly going after the end game, I think, are struggle, to, struggle to get it because they, they see people or products as, uh, as just a line item instead of, instead of something. Yeah, they're something so like attached that. to the goal, they forget what's mm. in front of them. Yeah. Do you, do you know the Dilbert cartoon? Have yeah. you ever seen that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the guy who while. does that, his name is Scott Adams. And yeah. he said something uh, in one of his books. He's, I know it sounds funny. I'm not just reading, <laughs> I'm not just reading Dilbert books. <laughs> he, wrote a, he wrote a business book. Yeah. And he said, don't do goals, do systems. Huh. I'm, huh. I, and I, it's sort of a paraphrase of what I think you just said, which is, if you have a goal, you're just like, oh, I'm not there yet, so I just yeah. I got to keep cranking. And it's so you're so detached from people. But if you have a system right. that says I'm going to treat people this certain way, and hopefully I'm going to end up with a great outcome. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But if I if I value people, if I have morale, if I if I if we want to have a, an integrous business, then I'm going to end up at a cool spot. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I I think uh, I think believing having we you know we say faith or just a deep sense of belief in and why you're doing what you do is probably in my my opinion the greatest asset to to being a good leader is that at the end of the day you got to believe in it you know yeah you got you got you, you to wake up and and put your, and, and some say put your nose to the grind or or whatever that is make it through hard days or be, be able to celebrate really well when you have good days like you have to just believe in what you're doing yeah yeah, goals are – a lot of people, you know, say they lo- like goals and enjoy goals and set goals. But when you think that – or don't you think that in some cases with no system to a goal just kind of leaves an idea out there floating around? In what case do, – yeah. do you need systems? Do you need a process to that goal? Or is it – you know, we have different types of people that are listening. We have business owners. We have, fan, you know – dad stay-at-home dad stay-at-home moms we have doctors we have pastors that listen to this podcast right sure and it's entitled disreputable okay so there's for some reason they like the title and they're intrigued by why they're listening to it and and they've probably had a few setbacks in their life which would lead them to enjoy this podcast and so then they have these goals that they put out there and some people may have no no system to it, no process to it. It's just an idea floating around, and hopefully they get there one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great question. It's a big question. I'm, I'll probably have a lot more to think about, say about that in ten minutes after. Right when the, podcast is, when the <laughs> podcast is over. But you know, we live in so we live in a culture now. You can just filter everything. You just put a new filter on it, and as right. long as it looks like you're you're kicking Heine, right? Uh, you you know you're you're good. Uh, and but we also live in a, in a day and age where because because the outward perception is so important. Like uh, we, I, I find people playing it far safer mm. than yeah. than than 
than maybe they used to. Um, yeah. Or maybe you take a, you have a setback and uh, or your reputation gets 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 dinged or or you don't have a group of people around you who believe in you and so how, how does that impact you does right. and how does that impact how, your belief in and do you start playing it safe and do you miss out on opportunities because you're afraid of you know the popular opinion or or the public opinion or or even your, the opinion of yourself you right. know what's the metrics what? how do we measure that in our lives now you know well, why have you decided to not play it safe? Because I could make a case for playing it safe. Yeah, for and, sure. I mean, just being here and, and associating with the two of us. Uh, <laughs> is I, a, I could say the is same a, thing. Is of a you. minus. I could say, say the same thing of you. But when we when we started talking about disreputable, you said, "Yeah, send me the hat. I've got yeah. a disreputable hat. Brandon wants a hat. I mean, why yeah. do you? Why do you? I have want... a tattoo, by the way. That's true. <laughs> just throw it out there. You're all in. <laughs> well, and when I was. I told my wife I was going to get a new tattoo on my wrist, three little Fs, mm-hmm. and those three little Fs would stand f- for forget fair-weather friends. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wasn't sure where we were going with this. This <laughs> reputable podcast. I had the same I'm thought, trying, I'm trying to play it safe. He doesn't play, play it safe, yeah, yeah. so yeah. who knows? Faith. Know. Family, yeah, 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 it could be something else. Yeah, forget farewell friends. You could, they could be whatever you want to be. Uh, But um, you know, I, I I know what it is to wake up and realize that uh, most of my relationships in life were connected to uh, my ability to produce stuff that people admired. Yeah, what 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 you could deliver a transactional yeah, relationship. Transactional. They turned out to be transactional. Yeah. You thought you were friends. But well, I thought we were friends, but um, but it was a fair exchange relationship, you know. And so either the exchange was they they found some value in in being able to say I was their friend, mm. or I could actually give them opportunities of some kind. Uh, but when all that went away, um, I found myself I found myself lonely. I found myself, uh, and and I also began to discover that I put a lot of value. I, I put a lot of the, a lot of my matrix. I didn't realize was based upon how how other people perceived me, or answered my phone calls, mm. or or gave me opportunities based upon um, my performance, and you know. Even in the religious world. Even yeah, even in the religious yeah. world. Yeah. Probably more so. How how come you say that? I feel like because there's, I don't, I feel like because there's, you'd think there would be more forgiveness, but there's less. You would think there would be more grace, but it seems like there's less. It seems like when you find religion, you forget the puddle that you once found yourself drowning in. But when you find Jesus, it seems like you begin to have a little bit more empathy and and you and that puddle doesn't seem so far removed. Yeah. I I can connect to the guy up the street that you know feels like he's got no tomorrow and he's addicted and he has no family because it if it, it felt it almost feels like just yesterday right. I was there and if it wasn't for Jesus I would be there tomorrow, you know. So I think religion's like. You you should have never been there, and you'll never be there, and every you know it's you 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 know you. Do you agree with that? I I yes I agree I agree that there that that religion puts a at least a, I would say American evangelical religion puts a high premium on perception, 
puts a, a high value on, I remember like, <clears throat> I remember being told as a young man, I, I, I had kind of come clean with some, some character things I was working through and I remember being, but I had a lot of uh, leadership and influence at the time and I remember being told as a young man, hey man, take that to your grave because uh, if you tell anybody, uh, <laughs> you're screwed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, I, as a young man, that begins to shape that's right. For sure, because it has to be done. Everything has to be in the dark. Yeah. I had a buddy over to the house, and uh, I, I'm not a heavy drinker. You know, I'll sure. occasionally have a drink, but I, I do have generally have something at the house. You know? Yeah. And to be a good host, uh, I said, "Would you would you like a beer or would you sure like, or whatever?" And and he says, "Oh, you you have that." He was a, a a pastor. I said, "Yeah, we don't keep it in the in the in the garage like every other pastor." You know? <laughs> I worked at a church one time, you, but as long as you didn't drink in the city limits, you're right. okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> you just keep it in the garage behind right. the luggage, <laughs> inside yeah. the luggage, so inside, uh, so yeah. that nobody because because the perception thing. Yeah, it, we we all know it's not a holiness issue. No, Jesus had a had a drinking. Yeah, so. He turned water into wine. It wasn't grape juice. Yeah. But but in in, in 2019, we're so we we have to manage the image and the reality. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just my age or you know, it was Mike Tyson who said everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth, and uh, <laughs> and I think I I I saw life through a certain set of lenses. And I don't know if it's my age or I just been through enough stuff that I'm, I'm at a point in my life where I'm kind of over that. Yeah. I'm kind of over but that. But you know a lot of people aren't, right? No, I'm, I know a lot of people are. In, in, um, help them get over it. Get three things that helped you get through that, the silliness, so that you could do what Brandon's talking about and just be more about Jesus and less about managing yeah. your image, your religious image versus yeah. your personal relationship. Uh, honesty with yourself, honesty with others, and ask for help. Those I would say those those are the three things. It's mm. funny how 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 you'll lie to yourself and convince yourself of certain beliefs or um, attitudes or 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 even just paradigms uh, that you'll convince yourself of that you you may have never even really believe in the first place and so you just got to get honest with yourself you got if, if, you, if you're gonna if you're gonna be truthful to anybody be truthful to yourself right um and um things that you you sign off on because you're part of some organization yeah you don't really yeah so for instance like i've had really high anxiety issues my whole life like clinical anxiety issues that i kept hidden for years and i mean people don't know like there were times where it was like really dark where i was i was questioning do i want to live anymore and but but god forbid you tell anybody that yeah don't tell them don't yeah. don't say don't say that out loud because like you know you you're unstable or mm -hmm. so you know in some ways i so appreciate that culture is creating uh it, it just our society at least in at least in society i'm 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 around is creating a safety to be, be, be honest be honest about that right yeah. so that is part of who i am and actually i can see how in some ways it's benefited me in other ways it's it's created hurdles for me in life but i, I finally had to just get honest with myself yes this is this is part of who i am because right. what you don't identify you can never you can never work on anyways if you just ignore it it doesn't go away right 
and then be honest with others. Um, you know, and and I think that's the that's sometimes as hard as being honest with yourself as being honest with others because you have to be okay with the fact that you have to unconditionally accept people's people's acceptance or denial of you. Right. So back to, back to this idea of fair weather friends. The yeah. reason people aren't honest, don't mm -hmm. you think? Yeah. Is that they're afraid of the exodus. Absolutely. And and that's real. You're not saying be honest and it won't cost you something. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. It's going to cost you a lot. Yeah, cause could be in yeah, in theory. Yeah, because when you're honest with yourself, you have to just determine I'm going to live on my side of the fence. Mm -hmm. You have neighbors, you might look at their grass and not and think and it's brown and ugly, uh, but it's not your job to fix their grass. And they might look at yours and it's not their job to fix your grass. All you can offer your neighbor is is, is the is to be a good neighbor. And if they accept it or don't accept it, that's you can't control that. You can't you can't change that. Mm -hmm. You just have to accept. Either that's my neighbor or, I, or you got to move. <laughs> Those are your only options. you got to mm -hmm. unconditionally accept uh, however people choose to respond to y your ugly grass or unpainted fence. And, and if not, then you got to move on. And then, and then ask for help. You've got to have guides. You've got to have mentors. You've got to have somebody to emulate. You've got to have people yeah. who have walked the road ahead of you who aren't afraid to kind of come alongside of you, who are going to pick you up on down days, who are going to encourage you, who are going to celebrate with you. I think so often, you know, when we say get help, uh, we talk about, you know, when I'm in my dark spots, but you need people who just learn how to celebrate life with you. Right, and, right. Enjoy life with you. And so you got to ask for help. I'm committed to being that friend, by the way. You are that. I'm you, the are the, you are the party friend. I'm the guy. That's, that's why like, we have you. <laughs> I'm always down to celebrate, you know. <laughs> I'm always, but, you know, it got me thinking. I just had this conversation yesterday. Two things. Number one is, you know, disreputable we've kind of defined in some ways as decisions that you have made that have found yourself at the perception of someone else. Yeah. So – the the decision for you to do X Y and Z really is it a disrep is that a disreputable decision? Well, it only becomes a disreputable decision based upon someone else's perception of that decision, yeah. and that list can go for days, Forever, you know. Yeah. But yesterday I was just having this conversation because I think we honestly live in a world back to your be honest with yourself, be honest with others, mm -hmm. where people really aren't ready for real honesty. Yeah. So like, hey man, how you doing? And it's just like your the response that you want back <laughs> when you ask that question yeah. is, I'm doing great. How are you? Cuz if somebody says the truth, we're like, I don't have time for that. Oh, I don't it's have awkward. Time. How do I what do I say? How do I handle it? I yeah. wasn't expecting it. They don't want yeah, re yeah. they don't want like, you know what? Yesterday I actually thought about taking my life. Yeah. And today I woke up and I'm not doing too well. And it's like Okay, well, I got to get my Starbucks, <laughs> and then I got to head to work. Yeah. Maybe if you put that post on Facebook, somebody will encourage you. You know, have a wonderful rest of your day. I, you, I, you know, I heard a podcast uh, once where they talked about the problem is the last ten percent. Mm -hmm. It's because we we don't mind going the first ninety. Yeah, of the truth, you know. Yeah, give you the, the, but the last ten percent is is what people they pull back on. Right. You know, they they kind of. Mm. I don't think I'm going to say. And then but people categorize the you. Yeah. People put you in, you know, I, you know, from my previous situation, yeah. I have a lot of people that have projected what they think they would feel based upon my situation on me. Yeah. 
Does that make sense? I was like, oh, you must be so hurt. <laughs> it's like, yeah. well, why do you say that? Well, if I went, and yeah. I was like, well, you didn't. I did. So then they begin to project what they think they feel about you based upon where you're at. They, because they don't know how they don't understand real they don't understand honest they don't know they've never even tried to feel that even for themselves yeah. in some ways yeah because we live in an, in a society that's just like numb it don't think about it yeah. just get it out of sight out yeah. of mind take every thought captive in the church world is what things we say you know yeah. and I agree with those things but I also think like there's got to be some type of self-reflection meditation. Yeah. You got to feel some of those some yeah. of those things, right? Yeah. yeah. Shannon, uh, talk about you know coming out of failure, coming out of depression, coming out. How does one pull out of it? You you and I talked about you started this great church in San Diego. There was some betrayal there. There was some dishonesty about yeah. transactions and debt, and all. You find yourself in a situation. Yeah. That's like, oh, what am I going to do now? How do you? How does someone pull out of? A moment where they've been defined, as as Brandon says, they've been defined one way. They've lost friends. Yeah. How do you help help these people that are listening? And they're disreputable. They're struggling. They're suicidal. Yeah. They're coming out of a divorce or a betrayal of some kind. Yeah. Give give them some practical things that have worked for you. Yeah. So I, the first thing I would say is 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 you gotta. You have to find the place of courage, uh, and I, I don't know where everybody finds that, um, I, and I don't know how everybody finds that. Some people find that in faith, some people find that in quietness. What is it for you? For me, uh, it's it, I I find it uh, based upon those that I love. I I I I look at my wife and my children, and I recognize that no matter what I, no matter what decisions I make, they affect those that I love the most and so uh, for me that fuels courage in me the, the family that, the, your that core fuels people. courage in me and I don't know if that's the same for everybody but for mm -hmm. me that fuels courage in me mm -hmm. so we find the courageous place give me another uh, you can find the courageous place um, I, I'm gonna I'm forgive the redundancy but you gotta ask for help you got you got you gotta get help you gotta you gotta find somebody who can walk with you I mean I said to my therapist one time is it is it wrong that I have to pay for a best friend? Like, but you got to find a safe. <laughs> th the best part about help, that kind of help, even if it's professional help, is it, it. You need a safe place to process. You need a safe place where, where you can actually, try to do your best to articulate the things that you're feeling. Mm -hmm. uh, there's not a lot of those places in the world today. Yeah, and 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 are you do you feel like that's a professional person half the time 20% of the time I think 90% of the time 90% it should 90%. be somebody who doesn't have any skin in the game necessarily yes, somebody can, who's neutral in yeah. the process in the process absolutely yeah um, and has something to offer you uh, in the in the essence of understanding and pr practical next steps mm -hmm. Hmm. on what to what to do right. right give me one more nugget coming um, out coming out of that hole I think you have to get a hobby. Huh. You got to create a, a, a separate narrative mm -hmm. than, than the one that you keep cycling. Mm -hmm. Because for me, the way I cycled it, and this is why my reputation right now is I'm a good quitter. Like, I can quit some stuff. If you have something that needs to be quitted, <laughs> c 
call me. I will hook you up. Like, but I love that. But one of the, but it was one of my survival mechanisms. I, as hmm. long as I just kept doing something and quitting something and just gave me a, a, something else to preoccupy myself with, so I didn't have to actually deal with or, 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 or even think about the other stuff I was doing. I was quickly having to get a new home and and figure out the new job and and figure out the new bills. And then as soon as as soon as that started to nor, nor, get some normalcy to it, then I had to start thinking about my who I was and I, I, yeah. all that would come back That's into good. the frame. Deep. So then I'd have to quit something quick and go get a new mm. mountain to climb and a new battle to to win and a new. So I'd quit that. And so for you know for six years, I just started and quit stuff. Mm. I mean. Fortunately for my family, well, unfortunately for my family, I started to quit stuff. Fortunately for my family, I was talented enough to keep paying bills. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Other words, it, you know, could have been Not everybody could have pulled that off. Right. It, it could have been worse, you know. So you got to get a hobby. Because what happens with a hobby, it, some it, there's so many phrases for it, self-care, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But you got to get a hobby. you got to find something that you do that brings you enjoyment. Yeah. And also creates a different conversation. I believe that. Mm-hmm. And in other words, you, you just happy. keep. Yeah. In other words, you just keep recycling yeah. the yeah. garbage you're walking through. I love it. Mm-hmm. This has been great, man. I, we're almost out of time here. But. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, bro. Yeah, man. And thanks for Thank you know you guys for letting me your investment into us and in this podcast and and if you like all the information that's being. Talked about. Make sure you share it. Big thank you to BD with, Local. With at least three people. people yeah, should, people should share it if it means something to you. Share it with somebody. Yeah, absolutely. We got a statistic uh, that we were looking at today that said that uh, the majority of our people enjoy our show roughly around seven or eight o'clock at night. So if nice. you like it at seven or eight, there might be five <laughs> other friends that like it from seven to eight. So make sure make sure you share that. Thank you to BD Local yeah, for letting us be you, in your studio. And thanks, Shannon. Yeah, thank you. All right. Have a good rest of your weekend, day, wherever you may find yourself.